This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of Edge Microactive Pre-Emergent Herbicide. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today, brought to you by Harvard Western Insurance. We don't judge. Here's another reminder to renew your plates today. Visit harvardwestern.com. And brought to you by Assiniboia Livestock for the most reliable and dependable way to market your livestock. We have today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout, a farmer from Kader, southwest of Regina. His harvest is done and yields are down due to drought. We have reaction to the federal election last night. We talk with the president of SARM and past president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers who see few surprises in the results. Real Agriculture also looks at the election results. We have an outlook on the wheat market from Sask Wheat and an update on harvest. The farm weather is in its usual spot at the bottom of the hour. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture today is brought to you by Johnson's Grain, helping growers contract any type of grain. Call 1-800-324-7778. And Mazenk Fuels, your local branded Petro-Canada wholesaler for over 40 years. Fill up the tank, call Mazenk, 306-721-6667. A farmer from Kader, about 150 kilometers southwest of Regina, is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. Kyle Carrollberg is involved with farming over 1,700 acres and says his harvest has wrapped up. Well, the guys I worked for were all done. And then, like, my brother had a bunch of green feed and oats that we harvested. So everything's all done around here. It's just kind of picking bales and basic fall work right now. How are yields? How do you describe them? Could have been better. Could have been better, but some were better than we thought. So definitely could have been better. But for the moisture we got, we'll take it. How much moisture did you get? <laughs> Not enough. Definitely was below, way, way below average. Like we got sloughs dry around here that I've never seen dry in my time. So like even my dad or some older gentlemen around here, they've never seen dry. So we definitely, definitely are dry. How does it look right now? Have you got much rain in the last month or so? Yeah, like we've had good moisture like in September, or not September, or August there. But right now we could definitely use some. What were the best and worst crops this year? Kind of hard to say. Like, they were all hit and miss. Depends on the area. So kind of hard to say which was the best and which was the worst. So depended on the area. What's your reaction to markets? They're high. They're definitely surprising. Like, especially the cattle market being as high as it is for you know, them predicting not being as much feed. The cattle market is staying strong. The grain prices are, you know, definitely way higher than a lot of people have ever seen. So, but the quantity is not there. How are pastures? Are they greening up? They definitely greened up after the rains. Before the rains, they were, looked like a bunch of golf courses. But after the rains, they greened up. But just water situations right now, like, definitely could be some grass and pastures. But, a lot of pastures don't have a significant amount of water to hold cattle. So hope we have a better year next year, hoping for a better year, better yields, and better for everybody, just especially this time of age. It'd be nice to have something to lift people's spirits. So it's kind of hard when you get hit from three different directions. Kyle Carrollberg of Kader, about 150 kilometers southwest of Regina, is today's winner in the 620 CKRM Country Cookout Contest. 
The president of SARM says there's no big surprise in last night's federal election results. Ray Orb says the decision to call the election was not wise and it was costly to taxpayers. Well, you know, I guess it's not really a surprise. Uh, you know, we, we've been watching, uh, I guess, you know, all the polls just like everyone else. And, you know, we could see really this election seems like it didn't really prove much. I, I know there were some seats that did switch uh, from one party to another, but we're still waiting for some of the mail-in ballots to be counted as well. So there might be some more changes, but it just seems like during a pandemic, that wasn't very wise to call an election. Of course, it cost over $600 million. So it just really seems that it wasn't well advised to have an election during these times. So are you prepared, though, to work with the government? As always, yeah, we, you know, we do lobby the federal government. Probably some interesting dynamics, I guess, uh, because it's a minority government. It'll be interesting to see uh, you know, who we can get to as far as uh, helping us lobby uh, the government, you know, in power uh, on certain issues, you know, agriculture issues, transportation issues, some environmental issues as well. Uh, in particular, you know, the carbon tax, I'll be interesting to discuss that uh, again with some of the opposition parties. So, yeah, we're ready to go back to work. We're um, probably uh, not as pleased as we could have been had some outcomes be different, but we see that in Western Canada, particularly in Saskatchewan, Alberta, and a good part of Manitoba, there's opposition to the federal government. So uh, who we're aligned with, I guess, in the days ahead, that will be interesting to see. Are there other priority items? I think you've before in the past you've mentioned infrastructure and improved rural internet. Yeah, and, you know, that transportation file, obviously, you know, infrastructure, roads and bridges are the most important to us as far as infrastructure. But telecommunications is important to, you know, better cell phone coverage, better uh, internet. That's been something we've been touting to the parties during the election. We want to see what their action plan is. They're promising more funding, but we want to see what the government in power is actually going to do, you know, after they get back to the House of Commons. Ray Orb is the president of the Saskatchewan Association of Rural Municipalities. Prime Minister Justin Trudeau won election with another minority government last night with little change in the government and opposition numbers. This portion is brought to you by Prairie 6-inch eavesdrops. An inch makes a big difference. PrairieEavesdrops.ca and Farmtronics in Regina, your farm electronics specialists. From moisture testers to security cameras, keeping your farm running productively and efficiently since 1977. 380 Henderson Drive. The Western Wheat Growers see no surprises in last night's federal election results. Wheat Growers past president Jim Wickett gives this reaction. Not a big change, and, and quite honestly, uh, not really shocked by these results. You know, I thought maybe it might be a little bit tighter minority government, but it's turned into a $600 million vanity project. As i seen on Twitter today, we could have done this by email. Wicket says the farm community is reflecting some negative reaction. It's kind of entertaining watching some of the uh, conservative versus PPC finger wagon and finger pointing, and that uh, that seems to be the anger is turned inward uh, on that issue. So... Like normal, Twitter's just a, kind of an angry place. Wicked explains further. Like I said, a lot of finger pointing to the fact that uh, I think it's, uh, I've heard anywhere from 7 to 11 ridings where uh, DPC affected the uh, outcome where it could have been a conservative over over a liberal. Wicked explains where. I think there's one in Edmonton, one, one in the Maritimes, and the rest are central uh, Ontario.
From the Trudeau government, Wicket expects more of the same farm policy. We've got a fairly kind of activist agenda that's going on there. I, I expect the Ag Minister to uh, get her job back and not really much of a change on that front. We're going to see that the carbon tax, you know, continue to climb and that uh, is going to affect producers in a big way in the West. Uh, it doesn't affect as much in the East simply because they uh, they have the population, they consume a lot of their product right locally where we have to ship and we are on the world market. So that's where we're going to see our losses. Wicked says the focus will be getting carbon credits for farmers. Well, yeah, I think that's certainly going to be one of our focuses. It's, we've been on this. We, uh, you know, just before the COVID shutdown, I guess two years ago now, we were in Ottawa just exactly on this issue. And we'd had some numbers that we had a fellow work up for us and, and showed, you know, how much carbon sequestration there was. And just kind of deaf ears, it was kind of like, well, it's already done, so that's too bad. And, you know, it's similar to, to Canada's position when it comes to uh, the carbon worldwide to our Paris Accord is when we switched all the power plants earlier on in the early 2000s, we got zero credit for those, you know, and we have all these countries around the world consuming coal as fast as they can get it into their country. So that's kind of disappointing. And, and I see much of the same when it comes to locally with the ag. I, I don't see them budging much because it's a urban government, very urban government, and they're not too receptive to listening to us. The next round of farm safety nets are coming up for discussion. We observe those from a distance. They can really consume a lot of horsepower, and we, as our group, just doesn't have that kind of, like a checkoff to have a person dedicated to that. So, I mean, they seem to be focused on the egg stability point, which, you know, out west is down to 30 or 35 percent participation. And, uh, it's just not a program that works well and responds well. And when it does respond, it's literally 20 months after the issue has happened. So if you don't have good legs to stand on to withstand 20 months of waiting for your money, then you're going to be in a bit of a hurting position. So, I mean, we've said all along we'd rather see some changes, whether it's in crop insurance or some of the existing things that are there. Let's morph those into something that is really responsive, especially in like a drought situation like we've seen this year. Let's get something like that going and work from there. Egg stability has just turned into a bureaucratic monster, whether it's your local accountant or whether, you know, it's the all the bureaucrats that work in that area. It's, it's a bureaucratic monster, those big numbers that they throw around. Big percentage of those are used up in administration and, and kind of a waste of taxpayers' dollars. Jim Wickett farms at Rosetown and is past president of the Western Canadian Wheat Growers Association. Time now for Real Agriculture with Sean Haney. Brought to you in part by Karst Holdings in Assiniboia and Schlamps Integra Tire in Grenfell. Your locally owned Integra Tire dealers on The Source 620 CKRM. This is your realagriculture.com update. Bring the energy of Real Ag Radio to your next customer meeting or conference. From your stage, we'll record an episode in person to inform and provide insight on the latest in agriculture. Email advertising at realagriculture.com to learn more about this unique keynote opportunity. 
Sean Haney here with RealAgriculture.com and Real Ag Radio. I am joined right now by David Coletto. He is the CEO of Abacus Data. David, how are you? I'm doing well, Sean. How are you doing? Pretty good. How, how would you sum up this result? Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not surprised. I think the polls uh, did, did really well at, at sort of estimating and giving us uh, a sense of where this election was going. And I mean, there's two ways of looking at it. One is the last five weeks have been a colossal waste of time and everybody kind of felt that way. And, and look, they delivered the exact same or pretty close to the exact same parliament that we had when this election was called. On the other hand, you know, it did give, I think, Canadians the opportunity to to have a say um, in, in what their government's going to look like going forward. There's some big, big issues that, that our government needs to address. And collectively, they decided that what we had before was is what they want. They don't want to give one party uh, sort of the blank check of a majority government. They, you know, they, they remain pretty uh, regionally divided. We faced, an, I think there was an electorate out there who, on the one hand, was pretty annoyed uh, with the election being called. But on the other hand, not enough people thought it was time to change the government. But but obviously, you know, from 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 an agriculture perspective, I think the one thing that is clear coming out of this is the divide between, you know, urban Canada and and, and small town rural Canada is probably deeper uh, than it was. I'm very interested in your because perce- there's the election in trying to win, which, of course, the Liberals did by getting the most seats. But there's also sort of the who really won and who lost. So uh, for, for the Liberals and Justin Trudeau, is it a, is it a win or is it really a loss? Well, look, a win is a win, and I think they're they're probably relieved that that it looks like they're not going to lose any seats. They may even gain a few, which which is, I guess, a, a win. But but you know, frankly, they called this election, um, you know, believing they could win a majority or at least get really close to that. Um, you know, now if, if right now as we're talking, they're they're leading and elected in 58 seats. That's 12 short of a majority, um, and and not much better. So. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be the one to judge, but, but I think it, it doesn't feel like a victory, but it's not a defeat in the sense that they didn't lose seats. So in a way, it, it kind of, you know, it's a waste maybe. People, people might feel, again, further annoyed that, that we went through all of this and, and got the same outcome. But um, I, don't, I don't really feel that, you know, uh, a lot of people are going to look at this and say, you know, the prime minister has to go now, the, you know, new leader time, because... You know, he did win a third election in a row and um, won far more seats than than the second place Conservatives. What about for Aaron O'Toole? His his speech last night. It you know, uh, I I, th- I can't remember if it was CBC or CTV. I was watching at the time, but one actually it was uh, Lisa Raitt that made the comment that uh, very much like a I want to keep my job speech. Um, mm-hmm. How does he view last night? A win or a loss? It totally was a, a keep my, 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 my job speech. He was speaking more to conservatives than he was to Canadians last night. And again, um, you know, he can look at this and say, well, look, I, when this campaign started, it looked like the Liberals were going to be in a, a position to win a majority. I prevented that from happening. I won more votes than they did, um, just like Andrew Scheer. But on the other hand, he did it, you know, he took a risk in, and I think, going outside perhaps the orthodoxy on some issues that the conservative party normally would see right he 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 said during the campaign 
I'm not going to necessarily scrap the carbon tax right away. I, I'm going to have my own version of, of a carbon price. I'm moving to the center on social conservative issues like abortion and, and um, equality rights. I'm, you know, he really tried to, to, to tack to the center. And I, I have a sense that that, that, that really upset uh, a number of, of folks in the party itself. And, and he wasn't, you know, seen in a positive light even going into this election. So this has been your Real Agriculture update. You can find out more about this issue or many others at realagriculture.com. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry, Justin, or Devon at 352-1866. And Moose Jaw Truck Shop, the number one choice for any diesel engine repair. Drop in, no appointment necessary, or visit moosejawtruckshop.com. Sunny today, wind southwest 20, gusting to 40, the high 21. The low tonight, plus 3 with risk of frost. Wednesday, sunny, the wind southwest 30, gusting to 50, the high 25, the low 10. Thursday, sunny, the high 16, the low 2. Friday, sunny, the high 16, the low 5. Saturday, sunny, and a high of 24, the low 7. Sunday, sunny, the high 23, the low 6. Monday, sunny, the high near 22. Normal high for this date is 16. The normal low is 2. The sun rose at 643 this morning. It sets at 659 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot is Estevan at 21. The cold spot in Saskatchewan, Stony Rapids up north at 10. On the roundup, Estevan once again, 21 the hot spot. Saskatoon, 19. Swift Current, 18. Weyburn, 20. Yorkton is 18. In Regina, with partly cloudy skies, it's 18 degrees. That's 64 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the west-southwest at 4. Humidity is 36%. The barometer falling 102.4. Partly cloudy in Moose Jaw, 19. Winds are from the southwest at 21, gusting to 30. Once again, Regina, partly cloudy and 18. That's 64 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Get out to an early start on weed control in next year's canola and lentil crop using Group 3 Edge Microactive from Gowan Canada this fall. Edge Microactive, maximize yields today and manage resistance for tomorrow. Always read and follow label directions from Gowan Canada. This portion of Saskatchewan agriculture today is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers. Get fair market value for your assets with an online auction through McDougall Auctioneers. McDougallAuctions.com and brought to you by Patterson Liquid Systems, experts in liquid fertilizer distribution. Fertilizer's just better when it's wetter. Patterson Liquid Systems expect the best. The latest Saskweed outlook remains positive for grain markets. Analyst Marlena Borsch of Mercantile Consulting Venture outlined some of the major markets at play this past week. China reportedly bought French feed wheat. Jordan passed on the wheat tender and Bangladesh tendered on for 50,000 tons of milling wheat. Korea was in for 65,000 tons of feed wheat, and Pakistan is in today for half a million tons of milling wheat. We expect an increase in tenders as consumers endeavor to increase their coverage. U.S. export sales of 617,000 tons last week were at a high end of estimates. Basically, cash offers are higher, and we wait to see more tender results this week. Here are some of the last, some of last week's major news in the wheat markets by major wheat origin, starting with Canada. 
Stats Canada put Canadian all wheat production down another 1.2 million tons from last month at 21.7 million tons. That's 38% down from last year. Specifically, Canadian spring wheat production was decreased by 800,000 tons from last month to 15.3 million tons. That's just 59% of last year's tonnage. StatsCan put Durham wheat production in Canada at 3.5 million tons, down 46% from last year. Prices for Durham in the EU are still below the levels that have been paid in North America, but they are still rising and adjusting to the shortfall of Durham production in North America. We expect Durham prices in import countries will eventually match those paid in North America, as the EU and Mexican supplies will not likely be enough to cover all import needs. At the same time, we do not think prices are likely to exceed our earlier highs that we have seen in Saskatchewan. Borsch says Canadian wheat exports reflect some interesting statistics. Shipping Wheat 6 saw spring wheat exports from Canada at 219,000 tons for a season total of 1.75 million tons. That's at 70% of last year's volume. Durham shipments for week six amounted to 63,000 tons for a season total of 476,000, 28% ahead of last year. We expect that once shippers have finalized initial harvest period requirements, exports will slow in Durham and stay well below last year's levels. So what can we conclude from all this for the week? We see higher prices develop as wheat supplies continue to contract. The USDA is overstated in the estimates of supply, and in particular in the supply of milling wheat, where consumer coverage is limited. We therefore see no reason to sell more Canadian grain at this time. Marlena Borsch compiles the weekly market update for the Sask Wheat website. This segment of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Diggleman Industries. Look to Diggleman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And Arcola Building Supplies, small town lumberyard, big on service. ArcolaBuildingSupplies.com When challenging times arise, people in rural communities are there to help. A young farm family from the Scott area, about 420 kilometers northwest of Regina, experienced that earlier this year. Jeff and Jessica Raycraft have two sons, four-year-old Alvin and 17-month-old Frederick. Frederick is undergoing a lengthy cancer treatment. So in March, the day before his first birthday, he was diagnosed with medulloblastoma, which is a brain tumor. It was quite large. It was six by six centimeters at the base of his skull. After discovery, we had a extensive brain surgery at the Children's Hospital in Saskatoon. Then we started chemotherapy in Saskatoon, so he will have three rounds of chemotherapy in the Children's Hospital there. And we have traveled to Calgary for a stem cell harvest, his own stem cells. And then we will, around Christmas here, travel back to Calgary for a stem cell recovery and a high-dose chemotherapy treatment as well. And we will be in Calgary for two to three months for that treatment. Jessica is grateful for all of the help and support from the people in Scott. As soon as we announced that our son was diagnosed, they stepped up. They did a fundraiser for us to help try and buffer some of that cost. 
people made meals to help out with that. Um, you know, if we needed help on the farm, the community stepped up. It was just that small town neighbors helping neighbors, just that that everything. We were overwhelmed with the generosity of the community, the support. You know, if we needed help with childcare for our other son, everybody stepped up to help in any way that they could. We were just so blessed. At the Children's Hospital, Jessica spoke to other parents in similar situations who were struggling to meet the additional travel, accommodation, and food costs. So she and three other women have organized an online auction called Harvest for Gold. There's a variety of agricultural and non-agricultural items up for auction. The Roundup has been donated by AgriTeam. We have a trucking voucher. We have some massage. We have a gator. We have clothes we have books uh, it's a little bit of everything for everyone with gift certificates for smileys the auction is open until sunday at the harvest for gold facebook page market update is brought to you by nelson gm in assiniboia and avonlea with new inventory arriving daily they'll find a vehicle that fits your agriculture lifestyle proudly serving southern saskatchewan for over 60 years see nelson gm today and Western Ag Professional Agronomy. If you want to make cropping decisions with confidence, visit growmoreprofit.com. Grain prices were showing downward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for canola went down $3.20 at $839.32. Number one red spring wheat dropped $277 at $389.13. The rest were unchanged. Durham, $588.10. Feed barley, three twenty nine sixty five. Flax, one thousand two hundred fifty two dollars and ten cents. Lentils, one thousand forty nine dollars and fifty cents. Oats, three hundred sixty two dollars fifty three cents. Yellow peas, five zero five nineteen. Feed wheat, two hundred sixty one dollars sixty five cents. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, hard red spring wheat for December fell nine and a half cents at $8.84 a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Weyburn Livestock Exchange. Call Weyburn, 842-4574. And now, the latest Livestock Quotes. This is the market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of September 21st. We had a regular sale on September 15th. The market on slaughter cattle has stayed steady. No big changes. D1 and D2 cows sold from $0.72 cents to $0.78. Cents. D3 cows sold from $0.62 cents to $0.72. Cents. Good butcher bulls sold from $1.06 to $1.15. We had a pre-sorted all-breeds yearling sale here on September 13th. The market on yearlings is still strong. 600 to 650 pound steers averaged $1.89 and sold up to $2.07. 650 to 700 pound steers averaged $1.90 and sold up to $2.12. 700 800 pound steers averaged $1.92 and sold up to $2.12. 800 to 900 pound steers averaged $1.90 and sold up to $2.03. And steers over 900 pounds averaged $1.62 and sold up to $1.92. Depending on weight, heifers were 10 to 20 cents back from the steers. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too. And the latest Saskatchewan pork prices, this is for both Brandon and Moose Jaw plants. The price is $211.71 per CKG. Coming up, the resource report.
The Resource Report, brought to you by the Prairie Co-op Grow Team, fueling farms, feeding families, in Cupar, Ituna, Lipton, and Strasburg, and brought to you by Second Look Online Auction. Visit 2ndlookonlineauction.com to see what's up for bid. This week has been officially proclaimed Rail Safety Week in Saskatchewan. The Ministry of Highways is reminding everyone to stay safe around trains and stop track tragedies. Highways Minister Fred Bradshaw says rail transportation is vital in Saskatchewan. He says railways make up a significant portion of the transportation network and are essential to the success of the Saskatchewan economy. But he says if people are not aware of proper safety measures, rail also presents a potential danger. Canadian Safety Train Express CEO Perry Pellin says Rail Safety Week highlights the importance of stop, look and listen. He says in difficult times, people's attention is often elsewhere. And it's important to remember trains can come at any time and in any direction. He says more care and attention is needed at railway grade crossings. Saskatchewan has 13 operational, privately owned short-line railways. These operate on more than 2,000 kilometres of track and connect to more than 6,000 kilometres of federally regulated track. Motorists with questions or concerns on railway safety, signage and other issues are welcome to reach out to the Highways Customer Service Centre by phone or online. On the markets today, the TSX is up 113 points at 20,218. The Dow has risen 47 points at 34,018. Oil is up 21 cents at $70.35 a barrel. The Canadian dollar is up 13 one-hundredths of a cent at 78.09 cents U.S. That's the resource report. If you missed any segment of the show, tune in to the On Demand Saskatchewan Agriculture Today podcast. Brought to you by Gowan Canada. Gowan Canada understands the challenges growers face and takes pride in finding effective crop protection solutions. Visit GowanCanada.com to learn more. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming. This podcast brought to you by Gowan Canada, makers of edge microactive pre-emergent herbicides.